You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, Episode 9. Woohoo! Contribution. Yeah, it's as much of a, a staple as the, uh, the drink rope. It is. The spooze. Huh? Welcome to the ninth episode of 11 O'Clock Comics. I am Vince B. I'm Christopher Naisman. I'm David Price. And I'm Rocket Raccoon. Also known as Jason Wood. And, you know, I'm so excited about this episode because, and, and we didn't push this on the forum at all that we were going to do this. This is our very first special episode where we're just going to concentrate on one thing. It's our it's our first shot at this, so you know, give us a little bit of leeway. This is our Final Crisis number two episode, where all we're going to talk about is Final Crisis number two. Vince, no, <laughs> Vince. Well, that's what I have in my notes. Come on, <sighs> why should I, why do I even bother making the notes if you guys aren't <sighs> going to follow them? I couldn't get to Midtown today, buddy. Yeah, I know. David didn't read it either. Did Chris read it? I could no. I I couldn't go to my uh, I couldn't go to my local comic shop tonight. I had some other stuff I had to do. Oh, it was awesome! It was beyond awesome. David's even going to like it. Yes. Nice. It was. I really don't good. doubt it. I, I see. I no, don't. I doubt it. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't. I don't just blanket everything negative automatically just because you know a publisher that i'm not keen on is putting out a wait i'm not just gonna <laughs> should i read between the lines on that <laughs> hey you know i don't do have... that oh my god we're not getting into that i read dark tower which is great come on and i'm gonna be buying the stand too and i ooh, and that's ooh, probably ooh, gonna be great oh, too yeah can i chime in yeah chime away um i uh talked to mike perkins tonight oh. and Ding. He is he is so <laughs> excited about um, working on the stand. No, seriously, I, I bumped into him at the bar at at Rosemont, and mm-hmm. and yeah, we talked about the stand. He's really really excited about it. That's cool. Like, well, he should be, like be. Thirty issues. How many? Thirty issues. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, is they're really? doing the stand. Yeah, nice. it's not going to be like a six or twelve issue mini. Oh, they're I doing am. thirty issues on it. Yeah, but when all is said and done, it's going to cost us one hundred and twenty dollars. Mm. Yeah, look, look at it that way. Well, without the before discount, DCBS. That's right. Yeah. It's and it's still worth it too. I can't wait. You know, yeah, and I was. It's all. It's only money. I know, Come on, man. And I yeah. hey, if I'll pay a hundred bucks for a three inch piece of vinyl, I could pay four dollars for a Mike Perkins to stand. But <laughs> and, uh, speaking of um, previews, this is the first time I think in a long, long, long time that there are two. Stephen King books offered through, I mean, I know it's just through Marvel, but wasn't there some Stephen King comics at one time? I, mean, I can't even remember the last time I saw. Because there's, there, there's a new Dark Tower starting in this previews, and then there's mm-hmm. this The Stand. That's awesome. 
Now, is the Dark Tower original material, or is it still based on the book? It's starting to be original material, and it's Mm -hmm. all, and Vince will correct me if I'm wrong, but it's all spinning out of the third book, which was uh, Wizard and Glass, right. and uh, it's, it's kind of the, the story of, of young Roland Duchesne and his friends and everything that happens in, in, in the war before the events of, of, of the regular Dark Tower series, which right. is, you know, Wizard and Glass was probably my favorite book because it really did get into the backstory and the history of that world before, yeah. you know, before kind of the apocalypse came. You know, I got to agree with you. I think Wizard and Glass is the the best book. It's also the most heartbreaking book too. But oh yeah, yeah. it it yeah. Wait, it it feels like it feels like something's missing. What would that be? What what we're like already getting oh, ready? Oh 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 yeah yeah. What's everybody? Uh, um, what are you guys drinking? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Thank you, David. I, you know I've been I've been drinking all night, so I kind of lost track there. <laughs> He's so. jumping ahead. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm drinking. The traditional Yingling lager, but tell you the truth, I should I should be drinking some Pepto frickin' Bismol because <laughs> I am currently experiencing the revenge of the two pound burrito. <laughs> you got you guys should be thanking your lucky stars. You are not in the same room with me, <sighs> dude. I, I do that daily. Yeah, there, <laughs> that's nice. I think I could smell that sucker over Skype, man. There is that some was, that was raw. some <sighs> na- nasty vapors. But go ahead. Mr. Price, what are you what are you sipping on this evening? Uh, well, I'm finishing off a bottle of uh, of White Zinfandel. But before I get into that, I decided to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did you, did you I, spill that on your blouse? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I got the I, I I got the guy in Chicago making fun of me. That's good. David M. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. But I'm. But I. I. Uh, I sullied a uh, a glass of uh, Glenfiddich by oh. uh, by adding ri- uh, ice to it. So, but it was, <sighs> what is that? Glenfiddich, Glenfiddich? Yeah. scotch. Oh, see, I, I'm totally lost on anything harder than beer. I mm. I just I don't drink it because I'm such a wimp. Yep, scotch is what I drink when I don't have. Well, I'll send you a bottle of uh, White Zinfandel. Oh, I, I like wine. Wine is good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Little little bit on the on the poof side, but it's good. Hey, I don't I don't mind drinking with my pinky out. Nice. Well, at least it's not a wine cooler, David. Thank well, you. Hey, I love Wilson wine coolers. Arnold and James. Mister Wood, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a glass of Jameson Irish whiskey sitting next to me. Mm, I had a rough nice. day, so I'm, dr- I'm drinking the hard stuff tonight. Well, I'm uh, I'm just back to basics. I'm uh, I'm actually sipping on a Budweiser. So, but I may have to remove myself in a minute and, and go grab a go grab a, a couple fingers of bourbon. So if, wow. if I if I disappear um, for a couple minutes in the show, that's what I'm doing. Okay, so let's start with the final crisis number two comment. <laughs> Wait, before before we get to that, I now this is, uh, you know, we can get back to this later. This isn't this isn't a big deal, but I I realized that this past weekend that I I live in a house divided. There's there's trouble. In 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 my marriage, I, Renee's mm-hmm. black. I'm white. She's Baptist. I'm a Jew. She's straight. But I'm I'm what I'm getting at is you're gay. She, she, the white she, she, <laughs> See, I set him up. Yeah, knock him down. Now, you're I right. let her. I I, I uh, she read the first two issues. She read uh, I think it was seventeen and eighteen 
of Batman Confidential. So she read the first two parts of, of the bat or, or the cat and the bat with the uh written by Nicienza and, and, and with art by by Kevin Maguire. So she's reading it and she gets to the end of the second part and she's like Okay, where's the rest? And I says, well, it comes out next month. You just have to wait. She says, no, what do you mean? I got to wait. I says, it's, it's, not, it's not out yet. So she gets upset at me because she's not reading it when it's collected. So she's got the, like, she's got the illustrated Neil Adams, which is a collection. She's got that City of Crime Batman book. She's going to be reading Year One and The Killing Joke. So she's got all these books that are, are collections, whereas I... I'm more of, a, of of the monthly singles guy and cause a little bit of friction in the afternoon. Wow. So <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Vince, go ahead. No, I had nothing valuable to say. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, but I, you know, this is, it's a never ending debate and, and, you know, and everybody's got their reasons. I mean, I do enjoy collections on, on certain things. Like I read the runaways and the oversight hardcovers. When it comes to mini series, I'd rather wait until it's collected, especially if I know that they're a standalone mini. But when it comes to books like, like Batman or Captain America or Daredevil or, or, or Spider-Man, I want to read those when they come out and I can you know read them collected later. But do you guys have a preference as to, I mean, is it just like, you know what, nowadays, just because of its economic reasons, I'm buying collections because it's cheaper. I was, I was talking. I was talking to Sal about this, and and I like that that's a different, you know, little spin on the old waiting for the trade argument that gets talked about ad nauseum. But um, we've been reading the the Starman Omnibus over right. at the, or over AC. It's our it's our book of the month, and as I'm as I'm reading that book, it's right there with. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys have all read uh, Born Again, the the Daredevil. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Miller Mazzucchelli story, and sure. I kind of feel the same thing with both of those books in that they were written for the monthly periodical. Time is a very important device in those books, and I really, especially in Born Again, but but in Starman, as I've been reading this, I'm just like, yeah, you know, this was this was written in ninety what ninety four ninety five, and really before things started becoming collected, and you can tell it is written for the monthly issue, not not with not with um, you know dealing with like exposition to catch you up or or the you know the in the previous issue kind of stuff, but you can just tell that that the way it's paced and and the way that it's put together, it was a monthly comic book, and I I like that. Um, and, and Daredevil: Born Again, time is such an important thing that, as you saw, as you saw the Matt Murdock character really get torn down to to almost nothing. Uh, time was a huge you know factor in that from one issue to the next. That you needed that month between issues to really have that that set in to to, to really his despair. And so yeah, I, I think the monthly issue is still very valid um, in, in you know in the feel and approach to some stories. I don't think that every every story works well as or as well as a collective. That's a good point. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I kind of judge it by publisher for a lot of the Virgin books, the miniseries especially. I'll wait for the trade on those only because the Virgin books read much better in chunks as mm-hmm. opposed to single issues, with the exception of Dan Dare. But uh, I guess it, I do take it on a case-by-case basis. Uh, Legion, I have to read it every month. Stuff mm-hmm. like Invincible, I can't wait for the trades. 
But Walking Dead, I prefer to read it in trades for some reason because those issues seem to go down so fast that I, I want a nice big chunk of them when I'm reading them. So yeah. Walking Dead just needs to be put out, you know, bi-monthly or bi-weekly. Bi bi-weekly, right. right. Yeah, no but, kidding. But, but getting back to Batman Confidential, David, is that the one with the Batgirl and the Catwoman? Yes. Oh, good Lord. I saw some... Uh, I was thumbing through an issue and there was... Uh, this naked pretzel with Batgirl and Catwoman with the yeah with the groping and the the whoa oh, why aren't man. I this? it's it's right up your alley and and it I wasn't I knew just getting back to that story Renee is 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 a big time Batman fan she likes she likes the Dark Knight so when I showed her this I really I. I I knew she was going to like it because Fabian's a very talented writer. He can he can write the humor, and McGuire's art is so clean. I mean, it was it's 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 like night and day when you compare it to the City of Crime trade that she's trying to get through. And whereas Ramon Bach's pencils are just kind of muddy, a little bit there's some strain to to make out what's going on. Whereas McGuire, you know how clean McGuire is, and and he he's. You know he's credited as doing the art, and I think like L I L L or some studio is doing the colors. But you can make it, and and I wanted her, and you know, I brought attention to the fact that he's just fantastic when it comes to facial expressions, and she really, really got a kick out of it. And she's I, she's not going to be able to read it until the next three parts are in, so it's going to be a while before she she finishes it. But um, it's this is a really really fun. Uh, fun storyline and i know the guys and, and i know that 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 chris and tom were talking about it a couple of weeks back yeah it does look like a lot of fun oh it's awesome it, it is it, it, it's the it's the funnest superhero book on the stands right now it's i i just it, it is just wow. it's just a it's a it's two issues so far of a chase scene and witty banner and just fun and yeah, yeah it, well it's it's, 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 it, it's fun it, comics it must be well done because all-star batman and robin was three issues of a chase scene and that shit ain't done well but <laughs> the, and it's it's uh i mean basically much, the premise more is, nudity in this one now yeah. there's a perfect yeah. example Vince, of a book that uh sales do not correlate to quality that's very true very yeah true. It, beautiful artwork but it just goes nowhere i dropped it after the fourth issue i just i couldn't take it anymore whether or not it's self-parody or uh, I just didn't want to be uh party to that. But maybe if I read it in collected edition, it'll, it'll go down a little bit easier. But I will Hard, say... Uh, hardcover came out this week. Did it really? Yeah. I think so. mm -hmm. yeah. Kevin McGuire knows how to place a wine glass very strategically. Yes. <laughs> it, See, it, now it, I have to pick this book up. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, and, they, it, it, and the thing is, they have their masks still on, which yeah. is so well, cool. She, Bat, Bat, Batgirl does. Very Batwoman. Hot. Catwoman puts on a, a mask to to fit into the in with the the hedonist, but it's it's the first time these two cross paths, and it's uh, Batgirl's been Batgirl for a few weeks at this stage, so it's very early in on on her career. Uh, and it's what, what's funny is is the like the internal monologue where where they're they're kind of having a conversation with each other to themselves, and they're trying to find out well, you know, is Catwoman's trying to figure out if Batgirl's a groupie, if 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 if, if Batman knows this 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 girl is you know infringing on his trademark, and 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 Batgirl's trying to figure out well who, who the hell is this 
this person and and but but she knows that Robin has has talked about her before, so she's trying to find out what relationship she has with Batman, and it's it's just it's it's a whole lot of fun. While we're on the subject of Batgirl, Marcos Martin, that's where I first recognized his talent was on that Batgirl. That was the Batgirl Year One. Yeah. Oh, good God! And and he was fantastic then. But that Spider Man stuff that I've seen, ooh, (sighs) that's just incredible. It is. It almost makes me want to buy it. I I, I tell you, my my boy comes over. you, you 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 can't though, dude. It's got the Marvel banner on it. I know. Well, I put my thumb over it when I when I pick up the, oh, good. The, dark, okay. the Dark Tower to read it. I put the thumb over the Marvel part. Good man. Yeah. So there we go. I ended my boycott. Did you really? Mm-hmm. With that with, with that arc or? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Martine, See? too too good to pass up. It's done wonderful things. And it's and and granted, I mean, and and we're focusing on Martine, and 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 we should because it it looks like a great book. But Dan Slot, I think of the four. That are, are are considered the brain trust. I mean, I'm looking forward to Mark Wade's arc, but of the four that are in the brain trust, I think Slot has the best handle on writing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and the assorted cast of characters. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Which brings me to the business of comic books. Uh-oh. Yeah. Remember, we, there's been a lot of talk about selling comic books and what's good for the industry and what's not and diamonds and, not and right well we know that but <laughs> I, as i was paging through the previews today mm-hmm. I, I love previews weeks it just it makes my whole month i i i have actually never ever looked at previews oh what? really you got to treat yourself buddy never never even opened it up it's it's oh just, my god! I'm baffled by that. It, it's like Christmas. You know, it really it's, am, it's amazing. Wood, the comics still come into <laughs> the comic shop. I still buy them. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. able to read them. It's <laughs> just amazing. Bewildered right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether whether I look at previews or not, they still ship them. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Baffling. But but anyway, and and in terms of getting new readers into the hobby. I, I, there's something in the new previews that I think is a brilliant idea, and I know somebody has done this on the forums where they've handed out comic books to trick-or-treaters instead of candy. Yes. Well, in the new previews, you can buy bundles of 25 mini-comics for $3, which is an amazing... Well, I'll get in there. It, it, yeah. It's an amazing idea, and, and I think it deserves all the kudos in the world, but there's something about it that I find really funny. Are now, these kids friendly? Or yeah, no, 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 no. no. Well, in in all ages on the, on the surface, yes, they're very kid friendly. But okay, th- there's there's five listed. The first one is Archie Halloween mini comic, which is very smart. An Archie comic goes for two twenty five. The digests go for like three ninety nine or or okay. two two sixty nine, which is really smart. A kid mm-hmm. that gets into comics through Archie. Their parents are not going to have a problem dumping two bucks or, or three bucks on a, especially the digest. They get like 128 or 190 some pages for less than four bucks, which is very smart. Uh, it's a wise business decision. Next up, you have Bone, which is again very smart. Bone is available in every borders in the country. A parent can go in and drop whatever it is. I think it's like less than ten bucks on a nice thick Bone collection. Oh, real, real, real quick, is it uh, is it a Bone? Issue is it a, or, or is it like a compilation of just it, different it, it aspects says, of Bone? No, it says it's an excerpt from Bone Twenty One. Okay, which appears in this full color graphic novel. So they're giving you a taste and they're telling you where to go, which is cool. really really smart. Okay, uh, Shonen Jump 
is uh, releasing a pass uh, selection from Akira Toriyama's Kawa. That's the he's the guy who did Dragon Ball Z. So oh, okay, he, he's in the groove with the kids. That's real smart. Stop it. <laughs> but the two that totally mystify me. There's a Peanuts mini comic. Now, Sweet. no, but real okay. Every kid should read Peanuts. But when the kid that finishes this book goes to his parents and tells them, "I really enjoyed this. I want more. Take me to the borders and get me some Peanuts." What, what are they going to do? Buy him a a, a thirty dollars uh, the, the collection? But yeah, fanographics, <laughs> baby. It, it makes no, no they, sense. No, but no, they they do have they they have the little paperback. Uh, um, like the Garfield Treasury Editions. I mean, they have they right. soft cover, you know, 80, 112 pages or something like that. Right. But again, that's... that's Plus, it's something that you can read in the newspaper every day. Yeah, but, but Vince, yes. the, the big stretch there is assuming that a kid is actually going to like Peanuts. Oh, what kid wouldn't like Peanuts? It's, it's bombing I don't know. I, it's, it, it's as great as it is, it is... It, it, it's somewhat dated. I don't know what, I mean, not that, you know, someone's going to relate to bone, uh, you know, on the surface, mm-hmm. but peanuts is, you know, well, depends, I, with, depends on the age group. Depends on yes. The age group. Yeah. Maybe that's what these little bastards needs a little bit of peanuts in their life. Hey, no doubt about that. <laughs> but but the, the, you're going to read some Snoopy and you're going to fucking like it. Damn it. <laughs> but the one that really makes my head spin is the gemstone is offering a Donald duck, mm-hmm. uh, uh, compilation it says um the uh some of the italian stuff and you know uh, gyro gear loose is in it but okay i'm gonna give my child a a gemstone excerpt and then when they come to me to buy them more disney books i have a couple of choices i can spend 7.99 for uncle scrooge or 8.99 to 9.99 for their quote trade paperbacks it's like that's insane why is this stuff which should be kid friendly and offered to a reasonable price so these kids can get into the hobby why are they pricing themselves out of the market i just don't get it that just printing cost paper cost creator cost there's well as far as i know with the disney stuff okay you got your carl barks which costs basically nothing Maybe to recolor. You got your Don Rosa stuff, and then you have your European stuff, which I'm sure they pay some f- small fee for. But these things are already in the can. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So why do the Disney books cost so damn much? Why you would think? Because, that, because I mean, if dude, because it's Disney, and because parents are going to spend it. It's like they're not. Oh, I don't think they will. Just for fucking charity, man. I mean, they have to make money. Yeah, sure, they have to make money, but uh, the 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 trick to making money is volume. Yeah, I don't. I don't think gemstones ever been. I mean, uh, if you look at the sales numbers, I don't think they've ever really been all that successful, right? I mean, they sell to a well, core audience it, that I've always it, assumed have been people like you, adults that that are willing to spend know, that, right? And it doesn't that, really that, matter you know, if they're successful or not because it's Jeppy. That that's mm-hmm. another thing that's interesting is talking about sales numbers on like someone like uh, Gemstone or you know, Bongo Comics and that kind of stuff. Do we get? Accurate sales figures, and this is getting really dorky, but do we get accurate sales numbers on just diamond orders, or do are are we privy to like numbers from like bookstores and WalMarts and no, we're not. I mean, that? yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll bet you like Simpson Comics. I bet you they outsell a lot of comics that we think. Oh, that yeah. there's no way. You know, it's Archie. I bet you Archie sells mm-hmm. a hell of a lot better than we even have a clue 
on how Archie sells. Well, actually, it's interesting you bring up Archie because it used to be that uh, when comics were sold on the, the newsstands and by subscription, just like any other periodical, they had to put out an annual statement of, of, of publication right. in an issue, and it would actually have the hard and fast numbers of what they sold uh, to everybody over the course of a year. Um, pretty much everybody stopped doing that when the direct market came about, except for Archie and Marvel, because Marvel still had a pretty big, healthy subscription business. Marvel pretty much has stopped, but I think over the last year they've they put subscriptions of... Um, uh, statements of, of ownership in, I think, 12 different comics. So they still do it a little bit, but Archie puts it out uh, in every comic. So Archie's the only comic on the stands or in the direct market where you actually could find out to the to the uh, issue how many issues they sell per year to everybody, not just to Diamond. So um, they do. But if we had access to book scan data, we would yeah. know a lot more about the book market. Unfortunately, it costs a boatload to get that data, and pretty much nobody wants to share it because it costs a lot to get. I know that Brian Hibbs, I think it was Brian Hibbs, but I'm pretty sure that uh, he gets that data or has a way of getting that data, and he released a lot of that data this year um, fr from the 2007 numbers and actually called to task a lot of the assumptions we make about the success of things like Vertigo Trades and that sort of thing, and he got in a lot of trouble for it, at least he got a lot of pushback because he, he shared data that's he's not supposed to really you know publicize, but yeah, for us, I mean, it, they keep it, it's, that stuff's as guarded as how much a comic book writer makes on average. I mean, these yeah. things are closely yeah. kept yeah. secrets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, does it, I mean, does it really matter to you guys how much uh, a comic sells, or I mean, no. you know, it, it, it's something that the you know it gets talked about on forums all the time. It's like, well, this this comic needs to sell more. This one only sells ten thousand copies, and it should sell more. I mean, you as just a fan and what you enjoy, does it have any impact no. on on your enjoyment of comics? No, but I think we all have this fear of everything coming crashing to a big messy halt. Exactly, and and, and when when we see the numbers and take into account the population of the United States and other countries and a, a slam bam mega hit for the comics industry is 200,000 copies. That's ridiculous. That it, yeah, it, it's know, not even a, a blip. A lot of it, a lot of it comes back to what we were talking about last week with, you know, the and what we've been talking about with editors and all that kind of stuff is that, you know, these things really are the lab. They are, they're either, you know, licensed properties and and the place that the ideas are you know are cultivated so you know comics are going to be around and it, it's just there's there's just too many fertile ideas that come out of the medium whether it's going to tv what who's laughing nobody's laughing I don't oh think. okay I don't think so. maybe it was my we should be maybe <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but you know you, you know what i mean it's you know this the comics aren't going anywhere. There, there's too many good ideas that are cultivated for mm -hmm. not that much money in in, in comics. So, you know, I, I, I kind of stopped paying attention to sales numbers and that kind of stuff and stopped worrying about it. Yeah, it pissed me off that Exterminators was only selling nine or 10,000 copies right. in issue. But you know what? At the end of the day, it didn't, it didn't hurt my enjoyment of that series. Now, when you, when, when, some of it might be, for lack of a better term, like pride of ownership. Like when you when you would pimp exterminators, and when you want people to read it because you're enjoying it, you want to share in that enjoyment. You weren't saying 
make sure you read it because, well, in some cases, some people were, but not everybody's saying read it to make sure that it survives so that, you know, I can get the next issue and nothing well, happens to it. It's, it's because you want to just share the wealth. In the case of Exterminators, yeah, actually it was, you know, please read this book because I personally, as a comic fan and a fan of this book, want to see that story come to its conclusion. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the sales on it dipped and, and Vertigo is not doing as well as, as they had in the past. And that series got cut by like 20 issues. You know, it was really, I think it was planned to be a 50-issue run. And and now we talked about it last week. We're seeing the condensed Cliff Notes version of a very, very complex storyline. And, you know, and it's going to hurt the, it's going to hurt that, that story as, as it would have been told. So, yeah, I, I guess, you know, as a podcaster, quote unquote, that, that wants to, you know, promote comic books. Yeah, it's like, you know, go buy good comics that, that aren't being, you know, sold at the rate that they may should be because I want to see them continue on. Mm-hmm. I wish Queen and Country came out every month. And that it sold a hundred thousand copies of uh, you know each issue, but that's not it's not the genre of book that is going to do that, and that's just never that's never going to happen. And unfortunately, Greg can only knock out maybe six issues a year on a good year because it don't pay the mortgage. I'm I'm curious now. There, we we know that you know we started off with or I brought up you know, trades versus the single issues. And there are a lot of people that will say that they're trade waiters. I know Vertigo, as soon as the sixth issue is out, or the fifth issue in some cases, the following month you got to trade to the first few issues and now get in on it. Great price. And I'm wondering, I'm curious to know how many people continue to wait for the trade for Vertigo books or after reading the trade, they go, okay, you know what? I'm going to be in on it for the single issues now. I mean, people have done it with Scalp. They've read the first Scalp trade. Now people are buying Scalp as, as, as a monthly when it comes out. But for the most part, I know vert- a lot of Vertigo people or Vertigo readers wait for the trade. Yeah. As, has, yeah. has Vertigo kind of shot themselves in the foot by releasing the trade as soon as that, first I- that last issue of that first arc is out? I think they've conditioned the audience, certainly. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But... I mean, I, I think I talked about this a month or so ago on the show that, that I've tried to make a conscious effort to go back to reading monthlies of Vertigo. Pretty much I only read trades for a long time on those, but then after talking to Remender at New York and he talked about how you know it's so important for us to support the monthlies in order for books like Fear Agent and like Exterminators to keep coming out, that I figured, well, what the heck, I'll just start reading monthlies. But, you know, it's hard. I mean, at least the collector in us kind of likes the neatness of having... <laughs> one type, at least I do, right? I mean, so I, I like that I have Invincible and hardcovers, you know? I, I started reading Fables late, so I have it in 10 trades, and I like that all 10 trades are lined up on my shelf with each other. You know, I like that, you know, I, if I collect monthlies, I like to just keep collecting monthlies of a book because I have them in my long box. Or, you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of collectors, we, we get kind of fixated on the one format. So, I mean, I'm trying to read more monthlies of Vertigo stuff and, and some indie stuff, but... You know, I, I still get lured into buying those trades if I already have them on my shelf. Well, I, think, I think I think Vertigo. You're going to see that that branch of of DCS. I, my guess is you're going to see them start to transition into an original graphic novel 
company because they have conditioned their readers to wait for the trade, and I'm hoping that they just cut to the chase and start releasing um, OGNs. Yeah, that'd be very good. But the the one book that really surprised me was Northlanders because, like David said, they usually wait four to six issues before releasing the, the, the trade. The first Northlanders trade is eight issues. And that's really kind of risky for a Vertigo book to go that long yeah. before you really expose what I consider to be a really great story. It, uh, Northlanders is a fantastic book, but you have people who have yet to experience that because there's a lot of Vertigo trade readers. So eight issues in the can, that's a big expenditure for a publisher, a risky expenditure. Plus, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's not exactly a subject matter that A, isn't really a vertigo staple and and it it's vikings i mean it, it, it it's a it, pretty it universal story it's, though. Right, it's no, actually, and it, and it it's actually the sopranos in, dressed up like vikings but kind of yeah. yeah i was gonna say these, these vikings have some street cred i i, <laughs> I couldn't get i couldn't get past the dialogue it was like me neither i'm with I, you i, I mean i I can't totally with you, Chris. Yeah. Well, you're, you're both dumbasses, I think. I, just, but. <laughs> I have the first issue. I haven't read it yet. I'm kind of, I'm kind of taken aback by the Adam Kubert cover, but Adam Kubert or Andy Kubert? The, the first issue. One of the Kubert brothers did the cover. Really? Well, you must have got a variant. Yeah. yeah, there must be a variant for it because mine has that. Uh, it's the, uh, it's the. Fr- it, uh, Pat left it at because the, they were giving it out at uh, New York Comic Con. Yeah, you must have gotten a variant. Okay. Wow! Sell it on eBay, buddy. Make some money. I should. Uh, get, you can probably get four dollars for that one. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't sell till it's four and a quarter. Uh, right. But anyway, I'm, you got I'm, I'm going on a bourbon run. You, you do that. I'm gonna talk about Archie hey, for a couple. Events, right? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the the risk of putting out the eight issues and and whatnot, but it's been my understanding that um, the justification that Marvel and DC and some of the other publishers have used against going to a trade only or an OGN form is just the opposite. That um, in order to pay the artists and the writers up front for that kind of material, I mean, you know, realistically, a, a six-issue trade would take an artist, you know, five six months to draw. It's a lot harder on Marvel or DC's cash flow to pay a guy like that up front. And flip side, you know, an artist can't really go without any income for six months, right? So, so the monthly format kind of corrects that. They, you know, they get their page rate, they pay them, they use the monthly sales to subsidize the cash flow, and then the trade is pretty much all gravy from there. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, I think that's a little bit worked against them, as David alluded to, though. Things like Vertigo, where now we're seeing Vertigo books selling in the, you know, eight to ten thousand issue range. It's again, I, I don't know the real break even there, but I know that you know, guys like John Mayo and John Jackson Miller have talked about that at least the way they figure it, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand issues is really pretty much that break even point for a big book. Right. So, you know, it's it's a sketchy situation for some of those books. Right, but see, waiting till the eighth issue for something like Northlanders puts the monthly in real danger and it also puts the the trade in real danger because mm-hmm. you know, Vertigo has a have a, has established a pretty uh neat little precedent of offering their first trades a lot cheaper than the subsequent mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. So you are they going to sell? Well, let's check because I think it's right in this previous. I was I'm just wondering if they're going to sell the first trade for 9.99. I was just about to ask that. It is. It's 200 pages for 9.99. That's great. Right. That's insane. 
That's great. Well, I mean, yes, it's. It, I I think it hurts them if the next few trades are six issues for mm-hmm. the same price or for twelve ninety nine, and then you know it's like it's it's crack. You know, you, you hooked me with the first one, and now you got me coming back, and I'm paying more than I did. I mean, you're still paying less than if you were paying as the issues came out, but still, you know it. Unless they improve the paper stock or something like that, which I think we've established, we as fans aren't as really concerned about the paper stock as long as we can still read the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, not as concerned. No, I mean, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say that. You know, it, like like you said with Trinity, I'm just. It's when it comes to cutting corners, maybe not worrying about the glossy paper so much might be beneficial. I like the Vertigo trade paper. That they, they use in Fables. And, it, it's uh, old school. It's awesome. It's it really good. It has a nice tooth to it. It holds the ink really well. It's great. Hey, you're right. Speaking of Fables, by the way. Yeah. Oh, see, I, see how I set you up? I just read uh, the 10th trade. Oh, really? Frog Prince. Oh, my God. So good. That book is just so good. It, it's, it's the best book. I mean, just props to Vertigo on that one. It's just the best book. You would think on the surface, okay, we have a bunch of nursery rhyme fables characters here you would think that maybe this isn't going to be the most complex thing in the world but fables Mm -hmm. gets really deep oh absolutely especially especially in terms of the politics of the of the the various uh entities within the book i mean it's just i think if billy willingham really tapped into something really cool with this it's it's so far removed from those you know what's the guys at the who who are the guys in the end of the previews? The the grim fairy tales. I mean, oh, it, it's basically yeah, it's basically the same thing, only written a hell of a lot better. And <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. Then there's no panty shots in it, really. But <laughs> maybe I, I bet you Buckingham could do a killer panty shot. I think he's done. Oh something. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fables is a is a a sure sure thing any way you look at it. But I would see speaking of fables. There's one book I've never um, tried, and that's Jack of Fables. Uh, oh, nor have really I. Good. Yeah. If, uh, if you like fables, read Jack of Fables. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it was, seriously, it's uh, um, first of all, Tony Akins does most of the art, um, and Tony's fantastic. It's um, like Willingham's kind of the guiding hand in it, but uh, I forget the. Um, uh, the other guy who does the majority of the writing, the scripting, I think, I think William Matthew helps. Sturges. Oh, it's mm. Sturges. Okay, yeah. that's right. And and Willingham, I think, helps with some plots, maybe or something, you know, something along those lines. But yeah, it's 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 good, fun stuff. And if you like, sure. the, you know, the character of Jack, um, yeah, it's it's cool. He's a, he's a dirtbag, and he's kind of fun to follow around. So yeah, Jack Fables is cool. Yeah, and if you really want some fantastic artwork, pre-order Fables seventy-six because you know who's drawing that, don't you? No, Mike Allred. Oh, remember Ooh, I told you really? that uh, he drew an issue in the, yeah. the ninth trade, and I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, great. He's doing another one, which is cool. Attention, hunters! Is that brand name Duck Call not all it's quacked up to be? Daggummit, boys. This brand name piece of crap don't call for shit. <laughs> then get ready for the amazing new product that's going to revolutionize hunting forever. The new Chris Neesman Quack Attack 3000 is here. 
With the Quack Attack 3000, spend less time working that awkward traditional call and spend more time blasting those little ducks out of the sky. How is this possible, you ask? Simple! Chris does all the quacking for you. Simply install our easy-to-use software, download our quack tracks to your iPod, attach your iPod to our super loud all-weather high-quality speakers, and then sit back and watch the feathers fly. Just listen! Alright, Billy. Let's give them hell. Get play on that iPod. We're constantly talking about, oh no, it's bulletin bulletins all of We're constantly talking about, oh no, it's bulletin bulletins all of Holy sheep shit, Billy, here they come. Lock and load, boy. By God, Billy, I think we just hit the mother load. Thanks, Chris Neesman. With this incredible new system, you get seven popular American duck species calls, including the Red Crested Pushar. How that was resolved, if you're forcing people to buy the Ring Till. And they're doing a really cool historical webcomic. And of course, my personal favorite, the Great Northern Wood Duck. I think an easy answer to that, Vince, is that people and Impress your friends, amaze your taxidermist, and piss off PETA, all with this unbelievable new product, the Chris Neesman Quack Attack 3000, new from Wackle. In keeping with this theme, um, something came up... Um, so the, I wanted to just mention there's so let's compare two small publishers if we will for a second. Okay. Um, we've got Radical, which is you know the new new kid on the block they've put out. We've talked a bit about them, Hercules and Caliber, uh, and then we've got Ape Entertainment, which I think we all know they've put out um, you know a number of books that that uh, you know Black Code and um, White Picket Fences. Defense of Athena Voltaire, some great stuff, very good stuff. Um, obviously, both small press guys. Uh, you know, not not. It's not typical for them for either of these guys to make the, you know, the the diamond top three hundred or whatever. You know, they're 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 doing what they're doing, and I think they're putting out quality stuff. Now, the interesting thing is, so you know, having had pretty good experience reading some ape stuff, um, you know, I'm always taking a look at their solicits and what they're putting out, and they're putting out a series now called Fiction Clemens. Um, haven't read it yet, so I, I can't speak to its quality. Although I've heard it's 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 good stuff. But so this this month they solicited uh, number three of a three issue um, series, and it's fifty two pages, and they're charging five ninety five. Now, you say to yourself, it's fifty two full color pages. It's a small press company, so you know five ninety five really isn't that expensive. No, I'll, I'll buy that. But here's my argument for I think they're going about this the wrong way. You take a look at what Radical did. They put the first issue out of both of their series at a buck, and I'm sure they took a loss on those for a square a square bound prestige format right, book. Exactly, yeah. but they got a lot of people to try that book with the with the premise that if enough people try it and it's high enough quality, you know, people will stick around because you know, let's be honest, as comic book fans, we really don't need much impetus to keep buying a book, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we like it. Now I look at Fiction Clemens and I think, yes, it's 52 pages, so the price per page isn't bad. 
But I think if you're a guy that doesn't know Ape already and you're looking through the back of previews or you're looking at solicits online and you're seeing that price, I think you see a comic for five ninety five and you don't even think twice about buying an indie that you've never heard of for five ninety five. I think these guys would be better off putting out a book for say two ninety five and and putting out six issues. I think they'd have a better chance of getting people to try it. So right. you know, I just I just wonder about, you know, and I, and again, I, I'm not running the company. I don't know the, f- the financials behind it, if it's something they feel they have to do. But I just think it's a shame because I think a company like Ape is putting out a lot of good quality stuff. But I wonder how many people just aren't even willing to give it a try because of the price point. Uh, it, it, it's hard with, um, you know, and I, I don't know much the inner workings of, of any of these companies. And I'm not coming off, hopefully not coming off like, that, like I, I think I do. Um but I, I believe that a lot of the small companies are, are the angle for two different things to keep them going, and that is to get a licensed property that they can, you know, like a GI Joe that they can that they can use to sell um, a lot of copies to fuel the other stuff that they're making, or they're mm-hmm. trying to work for movie options. And maybe this thing that Ape is putting out, maybe they feel like putting it in that type of format will help. You know, set it apart a little bit from some of the other stuff from the small press, and maybe they're trying to angle for a movie deal. You know, it's a movie maybe. option. That would be a guess. That would, yeah. you know. I just think well, it's a shame. You know, I think it's quality stuff, but uh, but I just lot, don't think it's know, reaching a, a broad enough audience. A lot of the a lot of these smaller publishers, it's like yeah, they want to they want to sell comics, but but seriously and re- realistically from a financial standpoint. They they have to work for the movie option because that's that's really what is going to keep a lot of the smaller publishers um, moving and and allow them to continue to publish. So it's kind of this weird vicious cycle, I guess. I I just want to know who is the money behind Radical. They they must have some serious bankrollers behind mm-hmm. because uh, in this month's previews they have the. Uh, thick stock, glossy, double-sided, tipped-in, fold-out uh, advertisement, mm-hmm. and this is not the first time they've done it. And you, you cannot help but notice this company. You're paging through the previews, and it's it's folded in from the right. So as you're turning the page, you can't help but unfold the the fold-out. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden you see Hercules and Caliber, and it's colorful and it's glossy and it catches your eye and back in the front ape entertainment is just like shoehorned between arcana and you know um who comes before them uh antarctic press so it's (laughs) you kind of get lost on that but then again ape probably doesn't have the resources to to include something like that in previews which one can assume is really not cheap and when you look at the, the roster of talent, they, they're publishing a book by Yoshitaka Amano. He does not come cheap. Mm-hmm. He's a big, think, a big name. It's just where are they getting their money? I think they're working with Steranko. I think he's doing some stuff with Radical. Right, if, but does, is, is Steranko worth that kind of bucks? He'll tell you he is. Yeah, yeah. Steranko, baby. Oh well, yeah, but Vince, um, you know, actually, Radical. It's 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 really interesting that we're talking about that angle of it because I think Chris is right relative to a lot of these smaller press companies pushing for the movie angle the option I know you know obviously Boom 
has a reputation for doing that. I know Wade's kind of gone out of his way to say, now that he's EIC, they're going to you know focus on putting out good comics first, and then if if the movie options come, you know, great. But um, you know, Barry Levine is the one that's running Radical, and he's got a long history of, as a as a movie producer. Right. So I presume. I, I, I don't know how much. You know, I have no idea if the guys. I know the guy talks a good game. I, I don't know if he's actually because I don't know much about Hollywood. If he's you know. A big big doings or not, but certainly he 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 has Hollywood connections, and you know when he was doing all that press for um, Hercules and Caliber, I mean he was unapologetic about the fact that you know radical publishing is essentially an arm to get stuff made into movies. You know he 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 said the books are essentially you know Hollywood storyboards for movie ideas. Yeah, well you've read you've read them. I, mm-hmm. I fucking hate it when people say that because comics are not storyboards. God. Well, no, I'm saying in this case, he has. Well, yeah. in this I agree case, with Chris. You're, no, you're saying it, they should. This, but if the guy owns the company and he wants to make it a storyboard for a movie, then that's his choice. Right. I mean, Story, storyboard, storyboards make terrible comics, and comics make terrible storyboards. So, for the most part. Sure. Uh, oh, I would agree I, with you. I, I, I hate it whenever that comparison is made. But and what I'm who, saying who, is. Who put, who put out uh, Cowboys and Aliens? Um, was that um, Boom? No. no. Oh no 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 no! Um, was it? Um, was it not, what? AIT Planet Lar? No, um, shit, I can't remember. But that company was like beyond a shadow of a doubt. They were like, okay, we're making comics to get made into movies. Sure, sure. But in in, in terms of Caliber and Hercules, these two comics would make very good movies so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you you know you you can't you can't knock the approach if the source material is sound because right. and and anyone who's read these books you look at the art they're far beyond the storyboard stage there's some real yeah. talent behind these books yeah mm-hmm. you know it, it's the whole this would make a good movie kind of thing I I sour on that just a little bit and I don't know if it's if I you know stick my nose up in the air and act like a comic elitist but you know that's one of the things I love about guys like Grant Morrison Alan Moore is that you know they really push the bounds of the comics medium and whenever i read something by you know either one of those guys or you know a handful of other writers and and, and i i feel like okay they are they are exploring the comics medium and i feel like i'm reading something that this is the end result whenever they came up with this it's like this comic is you know the fruition of the idea that I had, where I feel like a lot of other people are trying to use comics as a backdoor to get into Hollywood. And, well, there's and, room and, for both. Uh, there's room for both, but you know what? I, from an artistic merit standpoint, and I know it comes down to entertainment value, but I'd rather spend my dollar on someone that wants to make a good comic as opposed to someone that wants to have that be the rough draft of a screenplay. Sure. Well, what I would say, though, again, is is what's interesting about Radical specifically is that Levine was upfront about it, but also said that, hey, when you read these issues, you're going to be impressed by the art and the story. And I have to say, um, he's right so far. I mean, yeah. these... If if I hadn't heard him interviewed several times and 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 speaking so candidly about this really being, uh, you know, the first leg of hopefully creating properties that go to made into movies, I wouldn't be looking at his company as oh they're just doing storyboarding. I'd be looking at them as oh pretty good, 
pretty good two first series they're putting out that they're interesting stuff. You know, then you look at guys like Red Five. I mean, I think the stuff they're putting out, you know, some of it's pretty quality stuff, like Atomic Robo. I don't get the sense that they're putting out books solely for the movie, but that said, I'm sure they would love to get Atomic Robo optioned, right? I mean, yeah. same thing with Ape. I, I don't think any of their properties have been written specifically to be made into movies, but certainly I think they would be giddy to get an option because it would help pay the bills. So, um, you know what's f- hilarious? I mean, Cowboys and Aliens was put out years ago and talked about, and um, just this week, I don't know if you guys saw, but it actually looks like it's going to be made now, and Robert Downey Jr. is going to be the yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, great. You know, was actually, it um, was it was it Platinum Studios? Platinum. Exactly. Studios. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 You know, Sorry. I talked to I talked to Chris Staros over at uh, at Top Shelf about <laughs> things that <laughs> what what oh am I starting to sound like Suntress? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, John. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love you, John. Um, Staros is an awesome guy, and I and I talked to him about the movie thing because um, they had just had uh, surrogates. Had the option for that had been picked up, and which and was asked, awesome. Yo, I'm so happy about that. And I asked him if they if they actively pursue movie options as a publisher, and he was pretty candid about um, uh, about how they kind of approach that. And he said, "Nah, you know, we really we really are a comic publisher, and that's that is our focus. We want to make good comics, but." You know, believe me, if, if Hollywood comes knocking, we're going to answer the door. And that's kind of what happened with surrogates, is that that you know, kind of happened out of nowhere. And I think a Top Shelf may even have a couple other projects that are being looked at right now. But, um, you know, it, it's just kind of interesting to, to hear different people's views on it. And I really respected what Chris had to say about it. You know, it's like, yeah, we want to make good comics, number one. But, yeah, there's some stuff that we that we do that that can make that transition to movies but they're not actively making comics to do that mm-hmm. okay. but did, chris seriously do yourself a favor just check out the uh first uh, issues of caliber and hercules I've, i think I've, yeah uh, i've got them yeah yeah i think you'll i think you'll like what you see mm-hmm. no they look gorgeous yeah and mm-hmm. ni- nice painted stuff so it's pretty Sweet. Oh, oh, oh! Speaking of some painted stuff, um, I, I haven't had a chance to make it to the comic shop this week. But did the um, did the new Captain America mythos? Mythos, yeah, that came out today. Oh, with Paulo Rivera. Paulo yep. Rivera, mm-hmm. <laughs> along with about nine hundred other Marvel titles this week. Oh, oh the, the final, cri- the final, the final crisis killers. Oh, ever <laughs> the end of the quarter, flood, folks. End of the, the quarter. <laughs> did, 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 Items did that you, were late or pushed back or pushed forward. They they just happen to be shuffled around in the schedule. You know, it, it um, was a coincidence. It's, new um, uh, new James Robinson Superman today. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody um, have a chance to check that out? Didn't get no. to the show. Nope. Didn't get my order yet. Oh, I'm I, I, so looking forward to that. I bought it. But because I read Final Crisis number two twice, I kind of didn't have time to read it yet. Oh, because you didn't, you couldn't understand it, or no, because it's so jaw-droppingly awesome. I wanted oh. to experience the 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 majesty of Morrison's writing the second time, and it was just as potent as the first time, if not more. So, there you go. Way to get all that in, buddy. Hey, <laughs> proud of you. You, you might have to throw a couple couple quick hit names uh, of books out at you, and uh, just get a quick reaction if you've read it and liked it. Sure. All right, let's uh, red mass from Mars. Wait yeah. for the trade. Liked it. Liked it quite a bit. What did you think of Hickman writing over somebody else's art, Chris? Um, I liked it. 
it's um, I had to separate um, I had to separate Hickman from from the story because I've come accustomed to to his type of, of storytelling mm-hmm. um, mostly through like um, uh, Nightly News. So yeah, once I'm like, okay, this don't think of it as a as a Jonathan Hickman story, and mm-hmm. just kind of jumped into it. Yeah, it, it you know kind of hit my my the wheelhouse of my sensibilities and storytelling and you know sci-fi and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so yeah you know i liked it you know he's he's not a one-trick pony jonathan's a good writer not at all. so yeah so yeah i, I enjoyed it. i'm looking forward to uh to seeing seeing the rest of it play out here, here. i liked okay. it better i liked, right, it, I liked it i liked it better than transhuman oh why while, while you're on the subject of image let me just throw something out there sure in this issue, in this previews, which is the uh, July 2008 for books shipping in September, Alex Nino is publishing mm-hmm. a, um, mm-hmm. a three issue miniseries with Image. Yeah. Uh, one of my top five comic creators ever. I mean, th- this guy is just beyond brilliant. Three issues with Image. That's all I'm going to say. Just check it out. Three ninety nine for thirty two pages. I usually balk at the uh, prospect of paying over two ninety nine for a comic, but in his case, I'd pay triple that, and it, <laughs> and it would probably be worth it. So it's called Dead Ahead. Three mm-hmm. issue series. Uh, the story by is Mark. Story by Mark Castillo and Mel Smith, and the art and cover by Alex Nino and Moose Bauman. Mm. Don't know who wow. he is, but I like. Yes, you do. So <laughs> he's, he's he's the colorist for uh, Green Lantern. Well, you only read that because it's a DC book. Hey, so you should know. <laughs> so, so top three: it's Jack Kirby, Gary Panner, and Alex Nino. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just keeping score at home. You, you, yeah. you write that down. I'll so, tell you number four, maybe in about two or three weeks. Okay. So, speaking so. of image, uh, you, you, uh, Chris and, and Vince, you guys must be giddy about the news that uh, six of the seven image co-founders will be at uh, Wizard World Chicago hanging That's out. A, huh? It's going to oh. be awesome. I, I heard they're going to uh, reveal the seventh Cylon in San Diego. <laughs> well, you know which one is not going to be there, right? Uh, Jim Lee. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, it. Was it was kind of funny there? You know, all the speculation. You know, they talked about Spawn and and all that. And one of the original founders was going to come back and 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 uh, draw Spawn. And I was yeah, thinking cool. about it, and it's like, you know, part Portasio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's who yeah. It was, so. That's yeah. <laughs> Hey, mm-hmm. one thing you have to say about Portacio, if it wasn't for for Wills, we wouldn't have Lionel U. So, and that's yeah, a good well, point. it's yeah, that's kind of uh, well, it, if Wills didn't think Lionel U was all that, so I don't know what happened to prod him into keep working or accept him at, at, at the studio. But from what I've read, Wills never thought that uh, that you had what it took. Actually, it's a great story. Um, I don't know if you guys have read that book, uh, Road to Independence, by Tomorrow's. Tomorrow's, yeah, no, not yet. Yeah, it's it's the book about image. It's a really great book. I mean, if I just think it's a fascinating read, um, quick read too. There's actually a very detailed account of that, um, alluding to what you were suggesting, David. And Wills looks back at it and laughs at it. I guess the story goes, you know, Wills. For those that, that don't know, listening, you know, Wills Portacio went back to the Philippines um, for some time. Uh, to start an art school, and um, a lot of you know relatively big names now were in that school. Um, you know, Lionel Yu was part of the school, and he talks about how Yu at the time when he was at the school was one of his least favorites. Uh, didn't think much of him at all, 
and used to always chastise him and say, "You just, I just don't see a lot in the kid." Then uh, Portesi was walking out of his office one day, and pretty much everyone else had already gone. And he was walking past all the drafting tables, and he saw some art that blew his mind. And he looked at it, and he was looking at the pages. And the next morning, he came in, and he, you know, found his right hand man. He said, "Who, who?" those pages who sits at that desk and the guy said that's uh lionel lionel sits at that desk and portasio was was baffled because you know every, every when, he, when he thought of lionel you he thought I, I don't like the kid's stuff what had happened was apparently um the pages he looked at were not yet finished they didn't have any cross hatching it was just lionel doing stuff and he hadn't <laughs> finished the pages he pulled lionel aside and said Said, what's different? Lionel said, well, I haven't finished these pages yet. And Portacio told him, this is the style you need to go with. Stop with the cross-hatching and just stick with the line work. And, I mean, that was obviously, you know, whether or not that was the impetus or not, you know, that's, certainly it's Portacio's recollection. But, you know, and now, lo and behold, you know, however many years later, I guess probably, what, seven, eight years later, you is uh, at the top of the game. I mean, at least in terms of, of he's definitely one of Marvel's top guys, and he's on a great book, and I love his stuff. So Depends um, on who inks him for me. It's true. Yeah, Morales thinking it makes a big yeah, difference. He, than, I, I, so. I like old, old you, uh, especially on those old uh, X Men issues from the turn of the century. But the uh, yeah, inking himself. Well, you know, it's like that with with a lot of artists when they ink themselves, they, they burn and and just yeah, to the, throw one out John, there. John, they, what do we, should, should we officially call it like John Burnitis? <laughs> yeah. Well, but like, but don't, uh, don't ink yourself, dude. Ron Garney also. Garney can be a little heavy when uh, when inking himself, and so it it does help when you have an established someone who knows the trade, and 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 Morales is is no slouch. So Freddie Williams inks himself because he does everything digitally. Yeah, he's all on the uh, uh, Cintiq. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah, it's an interesting process. It's uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that uh, you know month or so ago about you know original art and inking yourself digitally and all that interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So, so uh, did anyone read Scar, Son of Hulk? Yes. I actually liked it. I was I did shocked. Too. I was shocked. I was like, why? why? I, was, I expected that to be... Okay. I mean... It was a okay. throwback. I, I totally expected that to be a turd. Honestly. And really? It, I wasn't um, sure what to expect. You know, I loved Planet Hulk, and mm-hmm. it actually has the earmarkings of kind of being a nice little continuation of exactly. that. So um, it yeah. did feel short. It felt like a quick read, mm-hmm. but uh, and and that, and that's Garney inking himself. But it 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 works there. The colors are muddy. It's it's a throwback to like kind of not not really, but the seventies barbarian type Absolutely. reads to me. So it's it's it, it, the barbarian beats Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope yeah. they. I hope they. I hope they keep that story as far away from regular yes. mainstream yeah. Marvel. Yeah, I, I don't like want to see a Marvel team up with them. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Vince? Um, it, I haven't read it. No, but, it should but, be right up your alley, though. It it uh, is it, yeah. because uh, you like it, Vince. I, yeah, I, I just so. well, Garney's one of my uh, favorite artists. I think he's great, and and you, you love. Know, I l- yeah, I loved Planet Hulk. It was fantastic. So, I'll mm-hmm. probably buy it when it uh, when they collect the first six in trade. Cool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Not ruling it out. So the, uh, that's the best I can do right now. Anything and how about it trades? What's that? I was I was going to say anything else, man. Eternals. Yeah. Eternals, yeah. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Who, who's doing the art on that? Aguna. 
Wait, the who? Daniel. <laughs> For, former Flash artist. I was going to say the same guy that was doing the, the Flash. Sa- yeah, the sa- same guy that ruined uh, Green Lantern for two months. The the art oh, in this sh- is, is... Yeah, okay. Is, oh. is a lot. It's To me, I mean, Eternals looks great. I think, I think his work on this book is is really a sight to behold but it it and it's it, it's not becoming a cliche but it's becoming just so it it almost it's almost like it's done on purpose now Vince you and I have said it about shaken we've said it about other artists where it, they some artists fit better depending on on the house that they're working in and I don't know. I didn't like Akuna's work either on the covers of The Outsiders or I, I didn't see the Flash book, but I I don't like a lot of his work. I have seen some some pieces that he's done that I thought look great, and I've seen some of his covers for Marvel that he did when they signed him and 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 before this series started, and they looked good. But but Eternals looks different to me than his previous work and. It, it's still to me just one of those things where it just it he looks like he fits better doing a book like the Eternals and some of the other stuff I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. Didn't well, didn't like his Flash. Didn't like his covers for DC. But the Marvel Eternals is pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll agree. <laughs> hey, I you Wait, know what. When are they just going to put Carl Kershaw on the Flash and just oh. make the world right? Vance Wouldn't Cover- that be sweet, man? Isn't that the chatter that Vance Cover is going to do Flash? Yeah, I think so. Well, Somebody said that. Okay, it, so whenever, and I like Ethan Vance Cover. Okay, but whenever Vance Cover is done with his three issues of Flash, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and no, I'm ser- I like Vance Cover. I love Vance Cover's art, but he. He said it before. He's not a monthly comic kind of guy. So sure. yeah, he'll do he'll do he'll do two, three, four issues of of Flash and and then move on, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when are they going to get Carl Kershaw? Who needs to do Flash? On yeah, you are in love with Carl Kershaw, dude. I I want to bear his children. You really do. Yeah, you he's know, he's he's awesome. I got to give Ethan Van Skyver props for the the uh, retooling of the. The Green Lantern symbols yes, you do. On, on the chest because yeah. that is so That's why. Aw- it's so freaking awesome that with the energy bursting out and you can with the overlay that looks so great on the page. Mm-hmm. I thought, and, and, uh, quick, I saw he and uh, Jeff Johns having dinner tonight. By the way, which was just oh, kind of like a ding, ding, like ding. weird, weird, surreal fanboy moment. Just look, you know, say, "Oh my gosh, he's the Van Skyver and Jeff Johns having a hamburger." So with, I'm surprised just, they didn't ask you to sit down and join them. No, no, they, Mr. AC. No, 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 no. So, David, you don't like the the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. We 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 seem to just. You want to be the anti-David. I'll be the anti-Vince. That you, you 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 run what you want to run with, man. I'll leave that alone. I have one last book to throw. I, a little I, quick daddy, I won't be anything. Wait, wait. I I knew you didn't like it. That's why I brought it. Up. I know. I know. <laughs> I have one just like I knew. I'm sorry, Wood. Just like I knew you were going to say something about what I like from Acuna and what I don't. How'd you know that? <laughs> How'd I know that? Wow. We shared a. I just, I just met episodes. you. Wood, Wood, I feel like we need to step outside while the married <laughs> couple has a talk. No kidding. <sighs> please, con- please continue, Jason. Uh, last issue I wanted to give props to, and I think I'm a little late to the table on this one: Guardians of the Galaxy. So damn good. 
I mean, I love DNA. It's awesome, man. Dude, I love DNA, but the writing in that first issue was awesome. This is the wittiest I've seen him. Absolutely. Every character was witty, had a real personality. I mean, it was, if he, if they can keep that up for, you know, 12, 18 issues straight, it's going to be a fantastic book. Oh, and, and, and the art and, and, and uh, actually I've, I've been corrected. I've been schooled. It is, it, it, it is Pelletier. Is it? And yeah. It is Pelletier. What's Leonard Kirk doing right now? Uh, Captain Britain and MI-13. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. The uh, the hit and and Magyar's work on this book is just it's 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 old school with with new. It's it's got that uh, not quite John Bushima feel, but it mm-hmm. it it just it strikes me of those old Avengers days of 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 and it. Mm, you're right. The, the writing can't be beat but the art is good god i that is that's got to be read first every every week when it comes has out Dra- has drax the destroyer ever been more entertaining than he is in this book right now tell me it doesn't kind of feel a little bit like the uh wahaha giffen and dematteis days very true that's good you know yeah. i hadn't thought about that but you're right Mm-hmm. I mean, having I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bonsai it, tree, that's hilarious. That's, and, yeah, and the I mean, conversations there's, there's, he has with Rocket Raccoon, oh, it's great there, There's a lot, of, a lot of fourth wall breaking, mm-hmm. that, which is, is yes. hilarious. With the and, debriefs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun book, and you know, it's one of those that, when we were talking about sales figures, that's a book that is going to sell like shit. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> it's right. Just, and it's and it's and it's a shame because it really is a fun and entertaining comic. And I think what's going to hurt is if you read the if you read the page that Abnett and and Lanning wrote at the uh, end of Annihilation Conquest number six at the end of that miniseries, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the whole purpose. That that's the whole reason for the Annihilation event. They wanted to get here. They, they wanted to do Guardians of the Galaxy for whatever reason. All this other stuff had to happen before it, and well, obviously to make money, but it, if people got burned out with all of the Annihilation stuff or they're not keen on Marvel Cosmic, that might hurt them. But this is just something that, yeah, it is, it, it, it's you know highly what? recommended. And, and- and here's, you know, for anyone out there that's like, oh, I didn't, I don't know that much about Marvel Cosmic, or I didn't read Annihilation. You don't have to jump right in, uh, jump yep. right into Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they don't. Even, it's not even catching up. They, you just jump into a fun space adventure story. And and, and Vince, fun. you know who's, you know who shows up in the second issue, Vince. Um, Warlock. Vance Astro. Oh, really? Yeah. Or or Major Vance Astrovic or whatever you want to call him, but I'll just throw that back there to those old yeah, Bolton have, days. Have you read it? How's he feeling? A little cold. You just got out of some ice. Vince, <laughs> have you read Guardians of the Galaxy? I I can't say no to Rocket Raccoon, but I'm gonna. There's another one. I'm just gonna wait for that to Dude, come out. Dude, their their headquarters. Ser- seriously, their yeah, head I know, I know, is, is the head of a Celestial. It's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> it's, it's the best headquarters ever. <laughs> because it's a head. It's a head. No, Nova's so banging out Gamora. It's good stuff. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I wouldn't a, mind. A, t- 
a telepathic Russian space dog. I'm yeah, gonna, which is ridiculous. That that, 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 that that gives Rocket Raccoon the creeps. He speaks uh, yeah, he speaks broken English because he has a Russian accent. <laughs> See, you are you are not a cool space dude unless you've tapped some green alien ass. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's well, in the books. She, 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 wanna, she, she seems to want to bang everybody except mm-hmm. Peter Quill. Are right, you going to have to just try and squelch the enthusiasm a little bit because you guys are talking over each other? Go ahead, go ahead, David. I just I was just going to say the only person who who's not going to get to bang Gamora is Peter Quill. It's true. That's true. They they call Gamora and Drax the Mean Greens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. It just cracks uh, me up. Here's By the I way, the up. Go ahead. I'm going back uh, into the archives, and this is all because of Vince. Um, found the um, Stray Bullets hardcover volume one on eBay. Hmm. How much did you pay for it? Uh. I think I got it for you know, like 15, 18 bucks or so. Oh, score! Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I think it's the first seven issues of Stray Bullets and the Innocence of Nihilism. Oh my God, is it? It's criminal before criminal. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it, it is seriously. It is so good, and I I don't want to spend too much time suggesting it to people because it's out of print. And it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is really, um, really cool in that you'll have characters that are introduced in one issue that the next issue, it may be 20 years earlier, and you'll just see a few panels of that character, and the story revolves around people that they knew, you know, in a different time, and it just, you know, each issue introduces new people, but it's it's definitely interconnected, and just wild, out there, crazy um, crime stories, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, David Laffam, however you want to say his name, is um, boy, it's really, really good stuff. And the art, the art is dead on. And and don't you get get the feeling that the events of Young Liars could somehow be happening like down the street or in another another block of that city? That's they have, cool. No, really, they, they, the both uh, works have that very same very same feel to them where. Ensemble cast, blah blah blah, but just the tone of the things—it it could be the same city. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It, w- it wouldn't even surprise me if he's come back to revisit that, and and that'll be an Easter egg to old Stray Bullets fans. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. That's that's gonna be something I'm gonna have to be looking for. Is I'm sure it was never collected all in hardcover, so I have to be picking up stuff here and there to to, yeah. to, to finish it up. But, and yeah. once you're done with that, you got to get Murder Me Dead. Uh, because it's all kinds of awesome too (laughs) boy I'll tell you what um, all this talk about the numbers and whether we should pay attention to them or not uh, it's depressing we really shouldn't because as soon as Chris said something about Guardians of the Galaxy not selling well I figured I'd look up how it did sell (laughs) anyone care to guess how many issues it sold the first First one sold 29,000 copies anybody else want to guess I would say 13,500 36,000. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also understand that that's orders. Not yeah, of course. So, but right. here's, um, where it gets, yeah. here's where it gets depressing, though. So, so that actually was better than I thought. I mean, it's obviously cut not it a grand slam. Cut it in half for the second issue. Well, well, actually, standard second issue drops about 13%. But anyway, um, so Dynamo <laughs> 5. How much do you think Dynamo 5 is selling? Uh, let me guess. 98 
hundred copies. I wish. I'm so depressed. I wish I hadn't seen this. Fifty it's lower. Fifty-four hundred copies. Wow. That's not right. No. <laughs> Caliber and Hercules each sold fifty-three hundred copies, which is just a shame. <laughs> they were a dollar. They were a dollar. Yeah. Pilot season, which. You know, again, I know Top. I mean, Top Cow is trying something I think fairly innovative for them with the pilot season. Less than six thousand for Twilight Guardian. Their, you know, their pilot season launch. Um, let's see what else here. Just, uh, ugh, just going up the list here. Um, Vince, didn't you read uh, Tour? You got Tour, didn't you? Hell yeah. Want to take a guess on that? No, and I don't want to know because th- I don't want to live in a world where Joe Hubert can't move like fifty thousand books. Twelve. Uh, well, Vince doesn't want to know. No, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Uh, fifteen thousand. Okay. People are insane. Joe freaking Kubert, come on. The war that time forgot, which is Chaken, eighteen thousand for number one. The most pleasantly surprising one I'm seeing here is one that we've all gushed about: House of Mystery, twenty-seven thousand. Oh, that's real good for a Vertigo book. Yeah. For yeah. Vertigo. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, it's pretty, it's pretty strong for for a Vertigo title yeah, these days. You no, know, it's it's you know I don't want to get into it. We talked. Yeah, it, I mean it, I wouldn't. It's, have, it's, it's, I'm almost sorry I looked this up, but yeah, it's distribution. It's it's mm-hmm. orders. It's um, you know what people are kind of geared to to buy, and and it's the price of the comics. It's harder and harder to take a chance on a book that's three four bucks now and you know mm-hmm. it's yeah you don't want to take a chance on you know it's guardians of the galaxy you know honestly like four years ago if i'd walked into a comic book shop there's no no fucking way mm-hmm. i'm buying that comic for three bucks and i would have passed me right by and you know is that my fault mm-hmm. no not really you know so i don't want it to come off as we're you know disparaging against comic fans for being so stupid as to not buy all these cool books i mean it's it's sure. a problem it's, sure. hard to, it's no seriously it's 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 expensive to take chances on books and there's a lot of no, you're right. guys there's a lot of there's a lot of shit out there too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, i'll tell you so. what there's a high correlation between comic book readers and Joss Whedon fans because i'm looking here now, I mean, we all know Buffy's been a runaway smash hit, which which is not all that surprising. It's it's well written, uh, but but I'm looking here. Serenity, Better Days sold fifty two thousand copies for its third issue. Uh, a- did you- a- Angel After the Fall in its seventh issue sold almost fifty thousand copies. I mean, well, these things are selling good. ten <laughs> times more than Dynamo Five. Did you I mean, read the the Serenity book? I read the first issue. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't keep picking it. Uh, well. I was in the hole for three because with the pre-order deal, mm-hmm. but uh, and I love Firefly slash Serenity. Thank you, David. But uh, <laughs> anytime the the book is I don't want to say it's horrible, but it, it's not fifty thousand copy yeah. good. I mean, Tor sold what? What did you say? Fifteen thousand copies? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, it's disgusting that <laughs> they can move fifty thousand copies of Serenity and and one of the 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 rock solid greats that ever was can't move the same amount of books. Joe, Joe, he's he's the one of the most fantastic comic book artists ever. Why are people a, buying? My God, this? people, he's got a school. Yeah, that's right. but that's besides the point. But Joe freaking Kubert, yeah. don't he's get me started. He's a, ma- he's a master. You want to see he gets on End League? <laughs> no, and, um, actually, End League sells well. Uh, I'd say eighteen. Eleven. 
Ooh, for the third issue. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm scared. I'm scared it's going to drop when 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 Kanate comes on because I don't. It, it, yeah, because his his. Uh, thank you. I I love because his work, and I think awesome. we. Well, yeah, because it, it, he could have a polarizing effect. It, 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 I think the four of us are attracted to his work, but, but then again, I think you know if the M League is put out by Dark Horse. Yep. Uh-huh. So I think people that are buying it already know maybe what to expect there. Although, who was the Matt Broom was the artist before? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. It, it is. It, it, that is a little bit of a difference. I don't know. I'm I'm oh, I'm scared huge, for it, but I yes no it is a huge difference, but huge difference. but will will the fans of the book follow what? through with 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 the change? That that's all I'm scared about. Yeah. I, I I hope so. I really do. I Here's do one yeah. proof. You know, Dark Horse. Uh, I don't want to know. No, don't no, know. don't tell Vince. No. Um, no, but you're gonna guess there, anyway. There. <laughs> Can we agree that we all enjoyed proof very much? Shit, oh, pr- yeah. Proof's one of my favorite damage books. Yeah, that 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 first trade I just read it was awesome. Okay, so it was, it was awesome. I'm oh man. Talk and 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 before you give us the number, mm-hmm. talk about bending over backwards for your readership. Not only do they give you multi-storied issues, they'll give you back matter. What I think the letters pages and the text material in the back are like four or six pages. They'll give you pseudo newspaper reproductions of paranormal events that tie in with the story yeah. just it, it's it, you know thick cardstock covers proof that's, they've, that, they've gone a, way out of the it's way a, it's a labor of love comic yeah, yeah yeah what's the numbers uh 2900 you, uh, <gasps> oh my god that's which terrible. is less than the number of stores in the direct market you know but we have to make shelf space for the x books come on oh my god Come on! There's only fifty. No, we got. We got. We got to make sure that you know Final Crisis has room. Being that there's only one of them. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No, and no tie-ins according to that DC you Universe do. Zero. You don't. You start on tie-ins, buddy, because the most. Uh, 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 into it. I don't want to get into it. Right. it you know what? Because we're going to go around the mobile you know and nobody's going to stop. Let's end on a good note. No, let, let me let me just say one thing. While you were on the subject of Dark Horse, mm-hmm. there are. Four sleeper books on the market, and they're all the Star Wars books. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, this Vector crossover is amazing. What what they did was they started it in the Knights of the Old Republic, which is the ancient history aspect of the Lucasverse. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, thousands of years before Luke was even born, they introduced this Sith artifact called the, the Mere Talisman. So the events of the four-issue series of Knights of the Old Republic, they had to somehow tie it into the Battle of Yavin, Darth Vader, you know, um, a New Hope era. And I'm thinking, how the hell are they going to do this? But the, the the way that they did it was so inventive and and so obvious that Vector's really, really cool. The the artifact, what it, what it does is it has the ability of the wearer to mind control people. But not only that, it, it transformed them into mindless Slaves like these super, like basically the Star Wars version of the werewolf, mm-hmm. and and they're they're bloodthirsty, mindless slaves that retain any kind of information about their trade that they knew before, but their personality is totally wiped. Mm-hmm. So for a Sith to to get their hands on one of these can create a standing army in like hours. 
because every every one of these they're called rakuls every one of these creatures that bites another creature infects them and makes them a mindless slave <laughs> under the under the power of this talisman so to get it into the battle of yavin era star wars i thought it's going to be so contrived how could they possibly do this but the way they did it was so cool and inventive that i just sat back after reading the issue thinking holy shit they did it I, I could see this going on into the the other timelines now where you know and in the art doug wheatley oh good god on uh dark times he's fantastic wow star wars books read them they're great hey um talk some um back to proof real quick um and what a labor of love it is for those guys you know for Anyone listening to this, if you are um, like a registered user at the Image Comic Forums, which are a really good comic forum, um, drop into the Proof um, forum there and and let those guys know that you enjoy the book. Great idea. Having having sales of like twenty nine hundred, I mean, putting that much time, effort, and love into a book and not having it sell that much, it it is a shame. So you know, even even like ten people dropping by that forum and you know posting a thread that hey, I really enjoy that book and enjoy the you know the fact that you put that much care and effort into it means so much to those guys. Any creator that that gets you know honest praise about something that they care about it means a lot so hop over mm-hmm. to the image forums i know that i know that um alex grecian and those guys have a forum there for proof so just drop in and uh and register at image anyway because it's a good it's a good forum with mm-hmm. a lot of great creators and comic books and and let those guys know uh, how much you appreciate the book and and correct me if i'm wrong didn't image offer the first proof trade for 9.99 yes yeah. see yeah. what more can they do yeah, and they uh, did a well, really nice print job on that, man. Nice and while you're there, on the cover, and it was mm-hmm. gorgeous. While you're there, tell Jay Faber that you love his stuff, and you tell Jonathan Hickman that you love his stuff, and Rick Remender too, because they're all putting out great, entertaining, well-written, smart books, and they're not just not Remender. His head's already big enough. You don't <laughs> see that ego of his anymore. <laughs> and seriously, when has ever when has Image ever been this good? Ever, creatively. That's fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Almost too much good stuff, and I, it's hard for me to say that. It's, uh, you know, I was actually looking it's like this kill all parents. I'm like, oh man, that looks like something I need. Yeah, to it looks really on. clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, little yeah, girl exactly. carrying around a joiner. Yeah. The, the 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 increased cover price trend is very disturbing, though, with image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, whenever uh, you, whenever you're selling twenty nine hundred copies of a book, I know you gotta fucking charge a little bit more for it. Yeah, so, I know. You know, you don't you don't want to pay more than two ninety nine. Start buying more. Gemini number one, which I talked about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. thirty seven hundred. Transhuman number two, which I talked about a few weeks ago, thirty seven hundred. Mm-hmm. See, you're the fault. It's your fault because they won't buy anything that you talk about. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah. Quinn, I talk about it all the time. Queen and Country, it, that book, does, it, it is lucky to do five thousand. Mm-hmm. Lucky to do five thousand. Let's talk about happy things. No more numbers because we have yeah. a good a good five minutes left, and we don't want to end on a downer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Chicago, oh, Incredible Hulk movie. Uh, have you guys seen, seen it yet? No, not yet. Okay. Good note, and then Vince can talk about what he was wanting to go see I, the Hulk. It was really fucking good. Nice, good to hear. I I, I had an absolute blast, and just a great 
fun, enjoyable time at the uh, at the movie theater. And I think Sal mm-hmm. and I are in agreement. He, I, I thought he was crazy when he told me this because he <laughs> saw it before I did. He, he liked it better than Iron Man. And oh. I think I might have to agree wow. with him. Oh, I don't know about all that. Have wow. you seen it, David? Oh, no. I've not seen the Hulk yet. No, Renee wants it's to because of Edward so, Norton. But dude, go see it. I'm telling you, as a and especially as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. you might enjoy it a little bit more because wow. as much as I love, as much as I loved Iron Man, I already knew the story. I knew the I knew the Iron Man um, origin, and I found myself, you know, at you know, in times of the movie, being a little, you know kind of waiting it's like okay I know what's happening now get to the next scene so I can see something new in the Hulk edge of my seat the entire time totally captivated um, they pulled it off they they wiped away the stain that was the angry Hulk oh, and, uh, God. And I, know I know that'll piss off Wacker when many years that I say that but yeah Incredible Hulk movie um, thumbs up and I, I was totally shocked because <laughs> I expected it to be a turd and it was a lot of fun that's great mm-hmm Go Marvel. Well, you guys are uh, partying your, your butts off in Chicago. I guess I'll be seeing hopefully that and also taking my uh, my sons to see Wally. So, Go cool. see Kung Fu Panda if you can. It was awesome. Yeah, we saw it. It was, it was really good. Really, really good, yeah. yeah. Very the the, the uh, uh, backgrounds and the landscapes and the just the – well, it's kind of hard to screw up China, but just just gorgeous. Just loved every minute of it. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to Hancock. Me too. <laughs> Me too. You'll get that this weekend. You're sharing a bed with Vince. There you go. Hey, you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll get two. You'll get two Hancock. Oh gosh. <laughs> Take my plastic sheets. <laughs> so let, yeah, I think that's a good point to end because we're happy now. Mm-hmm. Oh, iTunes I, I, reviews. Go by. Go by the. Right. Um, uh, iTunes Music Store, um, 11 o'clock comics, and um, let us know what you think uh, by dropping an iTunes review. It really does help uh, get the word out about the show and makes it a little bit more visible. So, um, really appreciate it if you do that. And uh, you can be as, uh, as cool as wood. You gave me a nice little uh, review over at AC. So, thank you. So there you go. And, and, and Vince will give you karma. <laughs> yeah, I, I give everybody karma. Yep. You, 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 we could have little avatars of my mother, and people could like spit at it. I'd still give them karma. I give karma yeah. to everybody. Vince loves to forum. beat me up on the forums, though, boy. I do, I and if and if you'd like to beat Wood up on our forum or <laughs> t- talk about Final Crisis number two, because these slackers haven't gotten around reading it yet, you can come to bullpenbulletinspodcast.com dot com forward slash forum right or is it or well no you could use that or you could do forum dot bullpen bulletins podcast.com yeah that's easier forum dot bullpen bulletins podcast.com hop on Mm -hmm. over join our forum really great bunch of guys Mm -hmm. every um what is it every sunday i throw up a new graphic that more or less at least at least once a week sometimes twice it's so Mm -hmm. much fun though Uh, it is I'll, i'll put a new uh banner graphic on our site and people try and guess who the artist is and the thing is i won't put the entire image i'll put maybe like a section of it so you really got to know your your styles and and i i i'm 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 over yeah Yeah, that's okay i'm over man uh, d goodhart's really good be as cool be as cool as equinox and ky comic guy and call the uh call leave a voicemail Yep. Uh, 206-312-5239. Did, did we make it through this one quack-free? 
No. No. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Return that headset, dude. If, even if we did make it through this episode quack-free, mm-hmm. we have a return appearance from KY Comic Guy, who has <laughs> lovingly provided us with some, some, some good stuff. Oh, and before I forget, if you, re- if you like the song you heard in the opening uh, montage, it's done by a group called Man Man from the album Rabbit Habits, and it was re- recommended to us by the fabulous Freaky Tiki, and Ooh, he was dead on. What a great album. Comes um, people. The, the name of the song is called Mr. Young Stuffed. Great song, which you'll probably hear in about a couple seconds. Well, I'll tell you, and, I, I learned um, more about vinyl toys than I ever wanted to know this week. See, wasn't I sneaky? You were. <laughs> um, check out uh, Around Comics on Monday for uh, some uh, some more Vince B. goodness. We're going to have the podcasting panel from Wizard World Chicago. Oh, nice. Oh, jeez. You know, I, I, I son of a bitched you today. Did you? Mostly because of my uh, own stupidity, but I was uh, trying to figure out what I'd like to do while at Wizard World Chicago, what mm-hmm. panels I'd like to see. So I, I, I went to the Wizard World site, and I pulled up the, the itinerary, and I said, son of a bitch. Oh, the, we're opposite the, D- the American Gladiators. No, 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 no. Oh. D- I, I was reading it, and I said, it said Friday at 2 o'clock. The DC Nation panel. I said that bastard. No, no listen. <laughs> but I brought up the 2007 itinerary. I didn't bring up the 2008. <laughs> so it's it's my fault, my stupidity. So you're not a son of a bitch. You're a good guy. Yeah, you don't get to go to the. You don't get to go see American Gladiators or the Top Cow marketing panel. I'm sorry, Vince. Hey, I like Top Cow. I know. Read Witchblade. Read Witchblade. Thank you. <laughs> all right all right people if i make it back uh safely from the plane i can't stand flying uh we'll see you next week right guys absolutely uh, have a great time at Chicago, guys yeah well we'll be thinking about you yeah right well i'm drinking we will next year I w- I w- i'll be thinking about it. i'll be lost without david i i don't know chicago without Mr. Price. <laughs> so it's going to be like I'm, I'm I left an arm or a leg at home. It's just going to be weird. Uh, See, I'm giving you props. I'll try. Right? I'll try not to shed a tear. That's all right. That, thank you. That, that's all right. Me, 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 and Dan have uh, Dan and I have said you know 2009 or bust, baby. Yeah. And Mr. Woods coming in 2019. Oh, we gotta, yeah, we got to get the whole. The whole it, baby. We do. Yeah. All right. Let's sign the sucker off before we go over time and Tim will be crying. Yep. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week at 11 o'clock. Same time, same bat channel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. Good night, folks. Good night. <laughs>